With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. We begin, as has become custom, with the latest COVID-19 test results. And once again today, no negatives for SARS-CoV-2 in the Cayman Islands. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 286 COVID-19 tests carried out since our last report on Monday. The total number of people in isolation, either in a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health, is currently at 181. The number of antibody tests that have been conducted, this is both at the Health Services Authority and Health City Cayman Islands, that now stands at 2,316. Of these, there have been a total of 57 positives, that's a 2.5% positive rate, with 37 people having tested positive on a PCR test previously, and six were contacts of people who had tested positive for COVID-19 using the PCR test system. That leaves 14, five of whom had a travel history abroad during recent months, and nine with no identified COVID-19 contact history. You can find out more on the government's coronavirus dashboard at explore.gov.ky forward slash coronavirus. Offreg, the regulator of the energy and utilities sector in the Cayman Islands, approves the deferral of a CUC-based rate adjustment that normally comes into effect each year on June 1st. The regulator says the adjustment will be deferred for a seven-month period and now come into effect instead on January 1st, 2021. CUC had submitted a request under its transmission and distribution license, which was issued back in April 2008, for a base rate adjustment of 6.6% effective June 1st, 2020. While Offreg says the adjustment is allowed under the terms of that agreement, Offreg and CUC agreed to defer the increase because of the hardships customers are facing due to COVID-19. The regulator says Offreg does not take lightly its decision to authorize CUC to raise its base rates, but also says it's bound by law, and CUC's transmission and distribution license requires it to issue a decision now. Offreg says the impact will be softened by deferring the increase until January 2021, and customers will see a, quote, marginal increase only in the energy portion of their electricity bill come February 2021. 13 employees of the Cayman Islands Health Services Authority complete a shelter warden training program. The staff were trained on how to manage an HSA-designated hurricane shelter with special emphasis on management during the COVID-19 pandemic. HSA's health and safety manager, Deborah Gaffigan, says the group consisted of 11 people who received accredited fire safety and fire marshal training and two instructors who are American Heart Association certified. The topics discussed included the screening of shelterees and the options for isolating individuals that may develop COVID-19 symptoms while sheltering. The students were instructed on the phases of shelter operations the role of the warden and the physical, social, emotional and health needs of shelterees. Staff members will now complete an American Heart Association first aid course, which will cover personal protective equipment, cardiopulmonary resuscitation and the provision of first responder care. Rotaract Blue raises big for its sixth annual Put Your Best Foot Forward fundraiser, which helps school kids put their best foot forward. We're so encouraged with the participation that we found from the private sector with the Dress Down Day, especially noting all of the circumstances around the COVID-19 pandemic. Most businesses are still working from home, so while we did find it challenging, there was an outpouring of support, and we actually ended up raising 
just over U.S. $6,000 towards the cause. President for Rotaract Blue, Alana Warwick-Smith, tells Radio Cayman the Community Service Club for Young Adults has partnered once again with the Department of Children and Family Services to provide school shoes to underprivileged children in our community. As for what's next? Now that we finished the fundraising aspect of the initiative, we're in the process of sourcing the shoes in aim of getting them for the start of school in the coming weeks. She says put your best foot forward will continue again next August for the 2021-2022 school year. First aid, map reading, surviving in the bush, using emergency radios, those are just a few of the things the island's first 51 reservists in the new Cayman Defense Regiment learned during their rigorous training. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego caught up with 22-year-old reservist Johan Eugene, who shares how he feels to be part of the regiment. Um, it's, a, it's a really, it's a great honor to be a part of this new organization. Uh, I love all the people that I have worked with so far. The officers were great. Uh, the training was rigorous, but you could see the importance in everything that we did. Um, we did so many things that we would definitely use in the field to better the island in such uh, situations of disasters and so on. What inspired you to get into the regiment? Um, is, this something that, is this something that you've always seen yourself getting involved in? Well, no. Um, well, when I first heard about the regiment, um, I had no idea what it was about, but as I got more information, I found out that it was an organization that would do a lot of good for the island and the other surrounding countries. Because as, a reg as the regiment, we would go out and help other countries and also, also our own citizens in times of disaster. And we would just offer relief and offer any assistance that the local authorities would need. And that's essential because back in Ivan, um, we didn't have such support. But now for future disasters, we will have that support. Shandads, while having full-time jobs, they will be giving up their spare time in service to the regiment and support of the Cayman Islands. Training will continue over the coming weeks. For those who didn't make it this time around, fear not, there will be another recruitment drive coming up soon. The regiment had its first passing out ceremony this weekend. You know, we talk a lot about how teenagers are affected by the overuse of technology and screens and social media. But adults, we're affected too, and in more ways than you might think. Here's Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. Psychologist Greg Miller recently gave a presentation with Infinite Mind Care on healthy relationships with the screens in your life. Whilst speaking with Radio Cayman, he focused on adults being glued to the PC or cell phone. And increasing rates of anxiousness is also being being linked to obesity. It's also being linked to poor sleeping habits. You know, 71% um, of people on a on a recent study and survey shared that they either sleep with their phone in their hands, on their bed, or on their nightstand. So it's an arm's length. The lack of quality sleep impedes our brains and bodies from performing necessary functions during rest. So the quality of sleep is absolutely disrupted. So people are struggling to transition into REM sleep, which is that deep sleep that we need in order for our brain to consolidate memory and learning and just like filter away the waste. Persons are struggling right now with sleep. Dr. Miller says a sleep epidemic has developed in the West, heavily triggered by social media. Things like the, the blue backlight stimulates the optic nerve in your eyes and it tricks the optic nerve into thinking that it's daytime so it promotes wakefulness at a time when you're trying to transition into sleep. 
Ultimately, Dr. Miller knows it's impossible for the modern working adult to avoid tech and social media, but it's important to keep in mind that everything should be done in moderation. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. The call is out for ladies as the Cayman Drama Society prepares for its upcoming production of The Women. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller speaks with show producer and director Paul DeFreitas. Could you tell me what The Women is about? The Women is a 1936 comedy play about the lives of society women and the people with whom they interact. The play ran for over 600 straight performances on Broadway and has been made into two movies. The Cayman Drama Society version will be set in today's world. Certainly, gossip and its effects haven't changed at all. In this case, teasing gossip by supposed friends lead to a family separation. We see the results of the separation and we see the courage of Mary, the mother, who chose divorce and then chose to fight back and to reunite herself with her daughter and ex. Who are you hoping will consider audition? We are looking for approximately 20 actresses to play adult roles varying in age from the 18s to the 50s. We're also looking for an experienced child actress of 13 to 15 to play the daughter of the principal character, Mary. What are you looking for? Comedy is always tight and fast. There are pauses in speech for effect, but conversation and movement are important. While the language is that of the 1930s, with no technology apparent, our audiences will love the secrecy of shared gossip, feel for the persons who are the subject of the gossip, even if they're caught in their own circle of whispers, and laugh along at the strong dialogue between the characters of all types. It sounds really cool. What's the schedule going to be looking like for the actors? First audition for the women will take place on Saturday the 29th of August from 2pm to 4pm at the Prospect Playhouse. Audition spots must be booked by going to the events page at www.cds.ky. We cannot permit more than the government mandated people to enter the building, so we can manage about 40 people. If we need to, we will audition again on a second day before doing callbacks. Script learning for the successful actresses will be September through October. Character building rehearsals will begin in November, with actual stage rehearsals beginning in mid-December after the close of Playhouse Family Christmas. The actual performance dates are Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays from February the 18th to March the 6th. 2021. Again, you can find out more at cds.ky. Time now for sports. Here's Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin with the details. Two of Cayman's junior golfers gained golf scholarships to play Division I college golf in September of 2021. Aaron Jarvis has verbally committed to play at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and Justin Hastings has also verbally committed to San Diego State University in California. Justin and Aaron are both members of the national men's and juniors teams. I had the opportunity to chat with one of Cayman's top junior golfers, Aaron Jarvis. So Aaron, what is this moment like for you, verbally committing to this top 25 Division I college? So lately I have committed to UNLV in Vegas. Um, it's pretty cool. They gave me a great um, opportunity and scholarship. They have a great golf program there. So it feels pretty cool committing there now. It kind of freed me up and I can really focus on my game. They really recruited me hard, so I'm very honored and blessed to get this opportunity. I can't wait. And the journey is only getting started from here, but it's going to be cool being a rebel and um, I'm looking forward to it. Tell me a bit about the school and, and why did you select it? I selected this school because they have an amazing golf program. The players that went through there 
have had very successful PGA Tour careers, and obviously that's my goal to get to the tour. But great college, um, gave me a really good offer, so I couldn't really deny that. Great city, good weather. So, you know, coming from obviously came out, I kind of wanted to stay in the heat. So it's, I mean, they have their cold season at night, but it's still good. And then, um, yeah, they have great coaches, great golf facilities, and a great program. So that's why I decided to go there. Were you always looking forward to playing golf at this level? And do you believe that you are physically and mentally ready for this challenge? Yeah, I've always wanted to play golf at this level. Um, I know I can do it. And I know being at this golf academy here in Orlando, allowing me to take my game to the next level. I'm going to have a great senior year here. And then I'm looking forward to the challenge and what college has to provide and playing high college tournaments at a D1 level. So it's going to be pretty cool and I'm looking forward to it. Do you believe that you have the ability to focus on your future objectives in and out of the classroom and also on the play field? Yeah, I try to obviously get my grades and do what I can do to have the best grades possible. But... Once I'm out of school, I'm, I focus on golf and try to improve my game as much as I can. And But it's a hard, um, it's hard to balance it out, but you just got to do that and then make the best of it and focus on both sides. Golf coach Brad DeChaffer tells Radio Cayman Sports he is so proud of the young boys. Well, teaching the young golfers in Cayman, I've really grown to use uh, Aaron and Justin as a fantastic example. They're great ambassadors for the game of golf, and they really put a good light onto the game for these young kids coming up. For them both to be going to D1 schools and some of the best schools that you can go to for golf, it's just a super proud moment for any golf coach or Caymanian for that matter because they came from this small island and we created some pretty good golf. Both ULV and San Diego play in the Mountain West Conference and rank in the top 25% of Division I colleges nationally for golf. Tune in for tomorrow's Sports Report where we will hear from Justin Hastings as he heads to San Diego and for his recent success over the weekend as he set a course record when he shot a 57 round at the North Sound Golf Course. One of Cayman's top swimmers, Sarah Jackson, a rising sophomore at the University of Northern Colorado, where she is a member of the women's swimming and diving team, has been elected to the university's Students' Athlete Advisory Committee Executive as its head of community outreach. The Student Athlete Advisory Committee pretty much is set up to give the student-athletes a good way to communicate to our athletic department and administration in a way that's organized, it gives us a voice around campus so other students like know what we're not just those athletes but like community outreach it gives us a platform kind of as athletes to make meaningful change it also allows us to give our input into different NCAA legislations that may be coming out because after all it does affect us at the end of the day elections were held via a zoom meeting in april of this year I was really happy to be elected. I joined just kind of to do something, and it turned out to be something I loved. Uh, student out outreach was probably my favorite part of doing it last year, and I'm excited to kind of develop it and make it bigger. Jackson says she hopes that this year they can continue to tackle issues around their Greeley community and show their bare pride as athletes. So my duties haven't started yet. Right now it's kind of up in the air into how it will look. Ideally it will just be based on the campus within the student population. Unlike last year or years before where we kind of outreached to schools and kind of showed them what student athletes were like to kind of, you know, inspire them. But 
My main like objective of my role is community outreach. So my school is located in Greeley and we want to make Greeley realize that we're not just a school, but we're also a community. We're a part of their community. So it's nice. In Cayman, Sarah is an overseas member of the Stingray Swim Club. And congratulations to the Bodentown Football Club on winning the 2019-2020 Cayman Islands Football Association Men's Premier League title. The match took place on Sunday night following a 3-0 win over East End United. Head coach for Bodentown, Albert McLean, says both teams played well, but it all boiled down to fitness. The guy's motivation, that's what he dreamed, to win the league and to get back into CFU. That was a dream, you know? and I guess that, that's what keeps them going. That's what really gave them the drive. And, and also the preparation, leading up to Sunday game. It was well prepared. We did a lot of hard training. We trained like four, two weeks. No contact. No contact. That's fitness training. I think that will make a difference on the game Sunday. And any words on your opponents? Well, I think he played well. It was, it was a good match. And in the first half, they, they, they really held us down because at first half, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. I think what, what we, we beat them at this one. We were better conditioned than them, you know. Bodentown coach Albert McLean there. That's it for sports for this evening. I'm Dion Anglin. Back to you, April. Thank you, Dion. And that is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.